Good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And I want to mention that I'm looking forward to our weekend and the passage of scripture that we'll be dealing with this coming Sunday uh, is going to be dealing with prayer. And so um, I hope that you can join us on Sunday morning as we look at uh, Luke chapter 11, dealing with prayer. And I'm also looking forward to wrapping up our study that we've done this week and to give us some things to think about as we go into the weekend. The passage of scripture that we've been looking at, Psalm 34, so today what I'd like to do is uh, read the entire section that we've looked at this week and then focus our attention in on the final portion and some final thoughts. So Psalm 34, verse number 11. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off from remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. None that trust in him shall be desolate. Throughout this whole week, we've been looking at the concept that the fear of the Lord is something that we need to be taught. And we talked about the implications related to that concept of the fear of the Lord. And we've also been emphasizing how God comforts his children. Well, what I'd like us to do this morning as we look into the end of this section is that we've got to recognize that the reason that all of these comforts are a part of this psalm is because there is an ultimate point of comfort. And that ultimate point of comfort is found in the ultimate salvation that we have in the finished work of Christ. If you can remember to yesterday morning, we talked about the fact that, that Psalm 34 is an acrostic, and as we work our way through the acrostic, there was one letter of the Hebrew alphabet that uh, he repeats, and that's the last little section. And it gives us kind of a connection point between the, 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 the section that he uses that al alphabet, that number, or that letter of the alphabet, and this letter of the alphabet. And we also saw the emphasis of not one of his bones being broken, and how this is a messianic portion of scripture referring to the fact that when Christ was crucified, because he was already dead, they would not have broken his bones like they did the other people who were crucified at the same time. And this is fulfilling prophecy. But that is really uh, pointing us to this last little section, verse 22. Here's what it says. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. None of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Now, the focus of this psalm is the comparison between verse 22, what I just read, and verse 16, which says that the face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off from remembrance them from the earth. Now, notice how one is emphasizing how there are people that will be cut off from God forever. There are other people who are going to be redeemed forever. For instance, the face of the Lord is against those who do good, to cut off from remembrance them, uh, from the earth. 
The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. None of them that trust in him shall be desolate. You see the contrast between those two things. And we should ask ourselves, well, if that's the contrast and the focus of the psalm, well, what stands between being one in the first group versus one in being the second group? The answer to that is, what do you do with Christ? What we do with Christ determines everything. He is the key. His work is the key. We cannot have redemption outside of the sacrifice of Christ. And so this sacrifice was God's will. And how it unfolded in history was ultimately the result of his plan. And his plan was promised and fulfilled to every single degree. I don't know if you were with us this past Wednesday, a couple days ago, but on Wednesday night, we saw that Jesus said, I've not come to, uh, to destroy the law, but I've come to fulfill the law. And then he says, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. I actually alluded to this passage of scripture as one of the clear evidences that in fact what Jesus is saying is true. Every single statement in the Old Testament down to the very letter of it, is fulfilled in Christ. And when it's fulfilled in Christ, it's not going to fail to be fulfilled. All is going to be fulfilled. That is the point. And so we see the sovereignty of God over this situation, even as his dead body is hanging on the cross. So that is really the heart of the psalm. Our greatest comfort is found in our salvation. It's found in the fact that the Lord redeems the soul's of his servants, and no one who trusts in him will be desolate. You might say, well, Joel, what is the final takeaway from this section then from this week? I'll give you two simple things that I think we really need to take away. The first is that we need to fear the Lord. Like, it's, like we said earlier in our study, we must be taught to fear the Lord. We need to be renewed. We need our, our sense of who God is to be continually refreshed and renewed. We need to remember him as he is. And our understanding of his character is something that needs to grip our heart and needs to lead us to a deeper sense of awe and admiration, a deeper sense of our unworthiness, and a deeper sense of our need to be grateful to him. That is what we mean by we need the fear of the Lord. But then the second part of this is we, we need to remember how God cares for us. And so he, he listens to us when we cry out. The Lord hears and he redeems his people. He never abandons us, even when we're at our, at our lowest points. He, he said it this way. He says that his face, uh, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The righteous cry, the Lord hears. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. So we need to listen. We need to recognize he listens when we cry out, and we need to recognize he never abandons us, even at our lowest moments. And I'll also mention uh, we need to recognize that he uses everything in our life to accomplish his purposes. He says, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all." So, as we've thought about Psalm 34, I hope that it has been an encouragement to you this week. I hope it's given you things to think about. I hope it's given you reminders of things that you already know. But we need to remember, above all else, that what makes these things possible, in fact, it is the work of Christ on the cross. And that is central to Psalm 34. 
I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Friday day whenever you hear this, whether it's in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, maybe it's on Saturday. Hope you have a great weekend. And Lord willing, I'll see many of you on Sunday as we dig back into Luke chapter 11 and we talk about what Christ has to teach us about prayer. Have a blessed morning. Bye now.